for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.08 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. I, of course, am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the program here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We are all about lower taxes, limited government, and all the things that mean more freedom for you, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. We're here to keep you abreast of all the crazy things happening in this world, all the things that we think you need to know, because freedom starts Right here, right in your kitchen, right in your car, wherever you're listening to the words of my voice, right here in the studio, right here where we talk about all the things happening in the world that are threats uh, to you, threats to me, threats to our families, threats to the freedoms that we enjoy, threats to the life that we know and have loved here in these United States of America. So uh, we are proud to be with you this Saturday morning. Welcome to the show. Joined in the studio this morning, as always, by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you doing this morning? I am fantastic. Great, and I think you've got a little news for us. You're uh, celebrating a birthday this morning. It's just another trip around the sun, baby. Just another trip around the sun. Well, uh, happy yep. birthday to you, my friend. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it very always, much. Uh, always fun to celebrate birthdays. We're celebrating multiple birthdays. I want to give a shout out to my daughter. Her uh, 16th birthday is this week, just a couple of days ago, so we're celebrating that. I, I, I gave her a shout out on the Liz show yesterday, but I'll give her a shout out this morning on Saturday morning coffee. We, uh, we enjoyed a fine dinner at... Uh, Frank's last night, and I hear you might have plans yeah, to go to Frank's. Yeah, I'll be at Frank's tonight for my birthday dinner. Yeah, what a, good. What a, it was um, a little warm, but they had the fans going. Oh, yeah. We were out back. Yeah, if you haven't been to Frank's out back, it's, it's fabulous. Absolutely, it really is. And it, and if you go in the wintertime, they have the fireplace going. Yeah, so oh, don't yeah. wear a good suit if you're going to sit near the fireplace because you come away <laughs> from there smelling kind of smoky, a little smoky. Yep, but um, it uh, is uh, really outstanding. The food was as always excellent, and service is excellent. Yeah, and yeah. the candle that comes on your birthday dessert. Oh yeah, it's nothing like you've seen before. It is a it is a firework. It's like a Roman candle yeah. sparkler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a Roman candle without the balls that shoot out of it. Yeah. But we were, we were, it's funny, she came by, our waitress, wonderful, wonderful waitress. The service is really excellent at uh, Frank's. The waitress came by and at the at the end of our dinner, and we were all just stuffed because we all ordered. And, of course, after we had eaten, we were passing around, you know, and, and enjoying everybody. What, what, whatever couldn't be eaten, we were passing around. We were all just stuffed, and she came by and she said, okay, what would the birthday girl like for her dessert? And we we're like, oh no, we've got we've got cake back at the house. We're stuffed. She's like, what would the birthday girl like for her to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She goes, this is a photo op. You guys, you guys have, you know, you can't miss the photo op. Yeah, and it's a it's a wonderful dessert. Yeah, I mean, oh, they've yeah. got the fourteen layer cake or something with yeah. the caramel in oh, it. Oh yeah, unbelievably good. Yeah, and and thanks for the birthday wishes on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line. You know, it is a PCRX Mobile Outfitters now. Yes, um, because they have the best protection in the world for your phones. The but, Andy Thompson chimed in this morning. Oh, good. Party, Glenn. Happy birthday with Beavis and Butthead on there. Oh, good. Um, so thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, 
going to ask you to cue up some happy birthday music, but we'll uh, just know that we're wishing you a happy birthday this morning here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Uh, well, this is... There you go. This was our anniversary. That was our anniversary Which song. we did uh, yesterday morning on Lucy's show. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, here, for those of you who are regular listeners to Saturday Morning Coffee, you'll be excited to know that this is not actually the anniversary, but sort of the official third anniversary of the big show. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Thanks for uh, sticking with me here on Saturday Morning Coffee. It's been a great three years. I've, I'm surprised that we're, uh, I mean, frankly, we started this as sort of a lark, an experiment. Mm-hmm. And here we are, three years later, going strong. You and me both did, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they told me what I was going to get paid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. Go, we'll see how long that's I get a, Yeah, how long will that last? But actually, um, it, it's worked out really well. Um, I, I was surprised as can be when I got called off this, you know, by John Hennis, our old general manager, uh-huh. because they had started uh, to Talk 94.5, you know, ground floor opportunity. And I was sweaty and on the sand because it was my birthday oh, when yeah. I received the call. So yeah. I received the call today. And I met with him, you know, the next day. So, uh, yeah, John called me one day. He said, how would you like, actually, it was Liz. I give Liz a hard time. Anytime my wife gets frustrated with me for packing <laughs> up packing up at 4 o'clock on Saturday morning to come to the radio station. And I say, uh, time to go make the radio donuts. We make a couple yeah. of different kinds of donuts. We make legal donuts. As Nick loves to give me a hard time. Make legal donuts at the house, and we make radio donuts at the house. But... Time to make the radio donuts, honey. And I always blame Liz Calloway, who is the individual who got me sucked into this uh, this universe we call talk radio. But um, it's been a fun it's been a fun ride. I've, I have learned a lot, uh, Glenn. I have enjoyed working with you. You are a man of great wisdom and great character, and it's a, a thrill to share the show with you every well, Saturday. And morning. and we only missed work because COVID you know kept us out yeah or the trip to vegas i think so i really haven't missed any days missed a lot yeah no and you know one of the things i always try to do glenn on birthdays is sit back and reflect on the year that passed mm-hmm. look ahead to the year in the in the in the windshield look at the rearview mirror the year in the rearview mirror the, the year in the windshield right um have you learned anything in particular this year any bits of wisdom you want to share with uh you know you reflected on any of your uh, experiences over the last year that have taught you anything in particular um, I, I don't climb 15, 17 foot ladders anymore, you know, because I don't bounce as well as I used to at that's, this, at this age. That's I, a good safety tip. I broke a few bones yeah. in my lifetime. And, um, the last one that I broke, I decided that I'm not going to live on the edge anymore as much at that you're getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, add that to your list of rules. Yeah. 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 But you know, quite honestly, it's been a good year. Uh, I think it was very prosperous for us last year. Uh, this year, you know, it might tighten up a little bit here mm-hmm. as we come into uh, the holidays after the summer. Uh, people aren't going to have as much money to spend, and um, it's unfortunate. Well, I think um, I think the the economy is sort of uh, it's a weird mix. I, I do think this recession is real, mm-hmm. and it is coming. It, it I, some would say it's already here, right? Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a real thing. It's going to happen, and I think the question will be how effective are we at responding to it the truth is we haven't done anything effective i mean this this uh this slow motion retrograde train wreck that is the biden administration they just don't seem to be able to get anything right right but but we're being conditioned because it happened last night we went to a local on the water up north of myrtle beach next to boardwalk billy's Mm -hmm. uh coming home we saw gas was 3.99 oh yeah and and Suddenly, that's a bargain. The people in the car got excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. I mean, don't don't forget that it wasn't that long ago that you could buy gas for a buck ninety nine, 
Mm-hmm. But right now, three ninety nine seems to be a bargain. It's yeah. really kind of frightening. But uh, so happy birthday to Glenn! Uh, I do see those those uh, birthday wishes coming in on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters yeah. uh, text line. Well, tri- AAA says that properly inflated tires can save drivers three cents a gallon. Ooh, three cents a gallon! I say properly counted votes could save drivers three dollars a gallon. Yes, I think that's a, a very <laughs> a very astute. I know, I know that really leans hard right there. But, a a uh, very astute observation. Well, yeah. you know, Glenn, it's we'll get to it a little more. Biden highlights this uh this individual that is our president for reasons we can discuss but nonetheless he is our president and you really wonder we say this every week it almost seems as though they are calculating a result that they wish the country to be destroyed they want to destroy the country and is is many as as few a number of months as possible and so we're down to well we've got two and two more years of this guy basically two Mm. and a half years and we've just got to get through this and uh, hopefully the midterms will be a wake-up call to all Democrats that these policies, it's almost as if as we were joking about it last night. When you, when you hear the administration say things like, well, y'all just got to suck it up. This is, uh, this is all part and parcel of a transition to the new liberal world order, mm-hmm. and, and y'all just got to suck it up. And, I mean, it's, we were laughing about it. I asked my kids, I said, do y'all remember who said, let them eat cake? And they said, and we were, and I was, I thought it was Marie Antoinette and during the French Revolution, okay. you know, when she said, let the, let the peasants eat cake, let them eat cake, what will they eat? And uh, just a classic remark that reflects the ruling class's lack of concern for the plight of everyday folk. Hmm. And I said, who famously said, let them eat cake? And my, and my son said, I think it was, uh, guess, some English king i said no no it was a i think it was french and my daughter said it was oh marie antoinette but it wasn't really marie antoinette so she dis- she said Reese, that, that she said dad that's a urban urban legend she didn't huh. actually say that huh. but but this administration uh, reflects a just absolute disconnect mm-hmm. between the policies they implement and and the and the implications and the results of those policies and the impact on everyday working class Americans. It's insanity. It's crazy. And, and, it, it, and it is almost as if they want a revolution. It, bro- it began on, on day one. Yeah, day and, one. And then, Shutting down and the then pipeline. And then some of our strategic oil reserve is being shipped to China, I yeah. understand? That, to me, is impeachable. That's on that, the, that's yeah. in the stack for yeah. today. So. That's treason, baby. Yeah, speaking of which, we got a great show coming up for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking here in the show today. We're going to be talking to Jeannie Smith with Coastline Women's Center. She's going to be talking about uh, more fallout and developments following the Dobbs decision at the Supreme Court. We're also going to be talking with Jeremy Halpin. Jeremy is with the Ory County GOP about an appeal Uh, that was had in the county chairman's race this week. All that and much more to come here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's the birthday boy, Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. I need to laugh. And when the sun is out. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market over the last few months. A lot of shareholder value seems to have evaporated. How are you counseling your clients to deal with tough times in a very volatile market? 
as long as we continue to keep our process and our planning in place, that we know where we're going and we have shifted to a get paid while you wait scenario. We've increased the dividends and the interest to get paid while you wait, but be careful of order takers and advisors or so-called salesmen with licenses out there. Have a true advisor. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. To get real advice from a real advisor, contact them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Looking at your watch, good time waiting in the station for the bus. Going to places far so far. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 723 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on this Saturday, July 9 episode of Saturday Morning Coffee. In case you guys want to join in on the festivities, the call-in line, as always, is 843-903-2945. The Text line, the Mobile Outfitters text line, of course, 843-798-8255. That's 798-TALK. A lot of you already checking in this morning. The Twitter handle for the show, at Reese Boyd. And if you follow at Reese Boyd on Twitter, you'll automatically get an update whenever a podcast is posted to the podcast page for Saturday Morning Coffee. You can also email the show. Email address, the mailbag for the show is SMC at gmail.com. That's SMC at gmail.com. And, of course, many of you love to call and chat during more civilized hours, weekday business hours. That's when you'll find me at the day job, Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. The number there at the office for Davis and Boyd is 843-839-9800, 843-839-9800. A lot of you already checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. We'll get to some of those comments a little bit later in the show. Got some mailbag, some mail from the mailbag. Hopefully we'll get to uh, today in addition to the guests that we just mentioned. And also going to be giving away a little One Nation coffee how's that one mm. nation coffee treat very good you know it is my saturday morning coffee special now I, oh it's, i don't drink it during the week i yeah. drink it on saturday morning yeah it gets uh, i love the revelry blend oh mm-hmm. my goodness that's a tanzanian well, I got peabody the, i got the peaberry. Mother, mother of all blends the mother of all blends so i'm still enjoying that tanzanian peaberry but mother of all blends uh, <laughs> yeah. uh might it might i think there might still be some mother of all blends in the box uh, yeah, at pe- the office that peaberry so we'll be, does jack you up a little bit oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's good stuff we'll get uh, we'll get that on the air uh, today we actually were going to give some away last episode and we totally ran out of time 
So we'll try to get to that today. So y'all be on the lookout for a little uh, presidential trivia. We'll try to give mm. away some coffee here this morning on Saturday morning coffee. Because what is Saturday morning coffee without some fine coffee to enjoy while you listen to our fine radio program, folks? Uh, also, Glenn, earlier, j- just now we were talking about this unfolding retrograde backsliding slow motion train wreck that is the Biden administration. Did you realize recent poll, you may have heard this already. If you listen to Fox news, 88% of Americans, this is a um, Quinnipiac poll. I believe 88% of Americans believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. 88%. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to see where we are. I mean, I mean, uh, and we knew it was going to be a slippery slope. We had no idea it was going to be an avalanche. Oh, my god. We goodness. knew it was going to be bad. We knew do, you realize, do you realize how hard it is to get 88% of Americans to agree on anything? Anything, right, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that 88% of Americans agree that the world is round, you know, and uh, mm, yeah. uh, an orb hurtling through space. Yeah. But 88% of Americans agree that the uh, country is headed in the wrong directions, and that includes 78% of Democrats. Glenn? Hmm. I mean, that's, these numbers are insane, and yet the administration just continues unabated to mm-hmm. feed us the nonsense that they are feeding us uh, by way of a teleprompter that uh, Joe Biden cannot seem to deviate from. He's, uh, he's, he's a piece of work, isn't he? Yeah, and, and Kamala's out there throwing out word salads every time she's in a uh, conversation with somebody or an interview. Um, what was it she said? Uh, I think. I think that, to be very honest with you, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly <laughs> believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled, Harris responded. So clearly we're not. No, that's not right, Harris said. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in real unsettled times. Yeah, her her uh, her speeches are almost as frightening as the president's speeches. The only thing that's less frightening uh, for me, Glenn, about the vice president is I, I just I don't you know about the the extent of her job is is going to funerals basically. Yeah, so you know I mean it's it's not like she's going to destroy anything, but yeah she's worse than she's worse than he is. And she's a young woman. We we understand with the age we understand how the president can make statements that are off the wall yeah. or this but, was this this was kamala glenn i was i was looking for my notes here so we also recognize just to, just as it has been in the united states for jamaica one of the issues has been presented as the issue that has been economic in the way that it has been impacting has been the pandemic so to that end we're announcing that we will assist jamaica in covid recovery um by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in jamaica that have been essential to i believe what is necessary to strengthen not only the issue of public health but also the economy and this she's this, like a word puzzle yeah i mean it's like what what <laughs> yeah. the this, kamala harris word search book she should publish that she, there will be a book <laughs> yeah. remember how they used to have books about um uh strategery and all the words that bush will make up would mm-hmm. make president bush would make up there will be books written about the speech the 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 tome that is the, the you know the the speech library of yeah. Kamala Harris. Here's the here's the president this week though, Glenn. Uh, listen to this power. Listen to this fine. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without elect. 
End of quote. Repeat the line. So the president basically reading the teleprompter verbatim, mm-hmm. including the stage directions. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, let's, let's repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another saying that you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this. Uh, that's the president, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. That that is your president, and that's it is truly frightening because mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, okay, this guy can't even read a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. I mean, so who's really in charge? Who's running the country? Um, and and you really, I mean, honestly, Glenn, I, he is so obviously not qualified and not capable of being the president. You know, when when we were um, uh, putting together the July fourth episode of saturday morning coffee and i went back and i was listening to some reagan speeches I, it, it was like a breath of fresh air yeah i yeah. was reminded glenn i'm like this this is what a president is supposed to sound like this is what somebody sounds like in in public and, and think about this that's really all that's really all the presidency is we've been taught this all our lives the presidency is the bully pulpit right yeah I mean, your job, a couple of things, pass le- sign legislation that comes to you from Congress that you like, veto legislation that you don't like, and pretty much other than that, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that, but, you, but beyond that, your job is to lead the country from, as Teddy Roosevelt famously observed, the bully pulpit. But you have to be able to speak in order to do that. Well, he put down the Supreme Court He's making the Supreme Court sound irrelevant, you know, that their decision was so bad. And all yeah. he, all they did was correct what they did 50 years ago. I mean, it's very simple. It's not hard to understand that the Constitution did not protect people from having, you know, uh, to, to be able to get an abortion, you know, when they want. It, it, it's yeah. very simple. It's not complicated, yet he spins it like the Supreme Court has done something so terrible to women. Yeah. No, it's it's frightening how how thinly veiled his his absence of a, a, a political and moral compass is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he will say whatever and, and, and frankly, it's not even what he's saying. It's it's what's being fed. This was this was the uh, this was the president, Glenn. We I think we may have played this quote last week, but this is what he had to say on Roe v. Wade and, and exactly as you said, he's disregarding the Supreme Court, he's basically saying, feeding into the leftist narrative, the the the, the narrative that the the Democratic talking point, that the Supreme Court has taken away people's rights. Right. The Supreme Court has done nothing of the sort. Uh, all the Supreme Court has done is restore a little sanity to our 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 federal constitutional law, our constitutional jurisprudence. By saying, look, there's nothing in the Constitution that speaks to abortion. And so the Supreme Court had no business. There was no basis uh, for them to to do any of this. And now right. it, we may have been doing it for 50 years, but right. that doesn't make it right. Right. And and it's not hard for us to understand. I mean, I'm not a scholar. You know that. I, You're an attorney. Uh, we, it's very easy for the public to see through this. Uh, but the woke crowd, I mean, they keep protesting it. And yeah. Yeah, Jeannie Smith. This was this was Jeannie Smith's going to be on a little bit later to talk about that. But this is this was the president, Glenn, and I think you were uh, referring to his dismissal of the Supreme Court. But he, 
shows you what he thinks. Uh, he, he said so several times. This was uh, one day last week speaking on the decision and, and on the court and what the what the Congress and, and the executive should do in response to the Dobbs decision. I share the public outrage that this extremist court is committed to moving America backwards with fewer rights. As I've said last week, this is not over. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade. If the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be we provide an exception. So he's he's gonna he's gonna codify um, he's gonna codify Roe v. Wade. And and if if the uh, if the opposition gets in the way, he wants to do away with the filibuster. Well, and he is on a very slippery slope there because the Republicans take over. Uh, the filibuster what what are we going to do yeah we're going to do pretty much whatever we want to do right and and he he does and he he runs the risk of of, of doing a lot of things that are extremely harmful to the mm-hmm. country in the in the in the medium and the long term right and and doing away with the fil- doing away with the filibuster i think would be a disaster they've also discussed uh packing the court yeah which I think would be a disaster. But he continues this nonsense. The other clip I was actually going to set up was, a, again, this week, there's another clip. Russia, Russia, Russia. They, they continue to blame. He, 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 again, was talking this week about the Putin tax hike. Mm-hmm. There is no Putin tax hike. Putin has no authority to tax America. It, it is the most absurd argument I have ever heard Glenn, and, and, and as uh, Charles Payne, I was listening on Fox Business News, Charles Payne said that the way this president has behaved, to, to blame it on Russia, you know, if, to, let's go back to you said, you, you, excellent point you made in the first segment. Go back to day one of this administration and look at the orders that they have executed since day one. Cancellation of the XL pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, cancellation of federal land leases for onshore drilling. Gas and, gas and oil. Gas and oil. Yeah. Cancellation of offshore drilling. Just last week, at the same time, on July 4, while the president is berating uh, the oil companies for not producing enough oil, yeah. headline in the Wall Street Journal says Biden seeks new offshore drilling curb. So, <laughs> there, you know, the, the, the dishonesty of this organization, this administration, it, 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 anything, we've never seen anything like it right in in my opinion the dishonesty and the, and the deceit that this organization will stoop to uh in its political rhetoric is is just simply unheard of and blaming the snicker bar sellers you know the coffee the slurpy guys the people at the gas stations blaming them for the high gas prices yeah bring it down to what we know you the pay truth. for it yeah. yeah we know the truth yeah. blaming them for price gouging and and to say that Russia, Russia, Russia. And to repeat that week after week, like he's doing. I mean, we've got a, we've got a growing collection of quotes and places and, 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 and folks where he's spoken and said, this is all Russia's fault. The fact is, Glenn, if he had not shut down, when he inherited the country from Donald Trump, we were energy independent. Mm-hmm. When he inherited the country from the leadership of the country from Donald Trump, he didn't need Russian oil imports. He didn't need them because we were energy independent. He did that. He did that. That's not a Putin, uh, a Putin thing. So, Putin. It's not a Putin thing, folks. It's uh, just another day in the life of the these United States under this train wreck that we know as the Biden administration. Just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
A lot more to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. A lot to come on the program. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, on Talk Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 742 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the show today. Always great to be with you on Saturday mornings, talking about the incomprehensible, imaginably gargantuan, ignominious disaster that is the Biden administration. And a lot more to talk about. I just noticed, uh, by the way, Glenn, the quote that I was referring to, Charles Payne on Fox Business last week, he's called, and I thought this was accurate, he believes that what this president has done, one of the one of the biggest acts of presidential economic sabotage in the history of the United States of America. And then they were they were talking about various inflation numbers, various polling numbers. 78% of Americans don't believe the country, uh, of Democrats believe the country's headed in the wrong direction. 88% of Americans believe uh, the country's headed in the wrong direction. It, he said, These numbers are a no-confidence vote on Jerome Powell at the Federal Reserve, uh, Janet Yellen at Treasury, and yes, on President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They have no clue what they're doing. I mean, I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, I, I was going to say, they, they might know exactly what they're doing. And but, you know, everything's improving. That's what Biden says. Everything's getting better. He, he said this week the economy's <laughs> as strong as it's ever been. Yeah. How, how, how much worse could it get? Yeah. I mean, you want to say, dude, dude, what kind of crack cocaine are you smoking? Some of that yeah. fentanyl has obviously made yeah, its way across hanging, the border. Hanging around with Hunter. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I feel sorry for the guy. He was, he's in the position that he just can't handle. And I mean, you got to feel sorry for an, an elderly person. That's these. He's just. Yeah. That's where that comes from. This just to. Like man, it's it's embarrassing, and you feel you feel bad for him sometimes, but you do. I, I feel you know when that that tape, uh, I say tape, the audio of the phone call that was I think pulled off the Hunter Biden laptop hard drive. Yeah, uh, the voicemail that was released that showed him uh, the president calling Hunter and saying, "Hey, the op-ed piece that appeared in the Times, I thought it was good," and clearly they're discussing. Uh, Hunter's problems with his foreign business dealings 
a clear, direct contradiction, clear evidence that the president has lied to us, right. by the way. Yeah. When he said that he never discussed any of Hunter's business dealings with Hunter, he's li- that he's lied to us. And he's doubled down on that lie many times. So, but at the same time, Glenn, and I will say this, I have a heart, you know, you, right. you have a heart. We, we're human beings. You do hear the sound of a father who is just deeply, deeply uh, concerned about a son who is clearly, I mean, even more of a train wreck than this administration. Right. And, and, and as a parent, you know, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, but listen, I'm not the president of the United States and right. I'm not, and I'm not selling the country down the river to try to salvage my, my dope head drug addicted son. Right. And, and my point is I feel bad for him as a single person, but yeah. you're in charge of millions and millions of people's lives. Yeah. And that's where, you know, <laughs> we, sorry, we got to draw the line. Yeah, dude. We do. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Yeah. I, 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 I feel for you. Um, you know, interesting uh, note, Glenn, I was uh, you were talking about the president dismissing the Supreme Court. Excellent op ed piece that came out uh, uh, on the fourth on uh, in The Wall Street Journal. A funny thing happened on the this is the editorial page uh, from The Wall Street Journal. A funny thing happened on the way to the supposedly partisan Supreme Court finishing this recent term. It ruled for the Biden administration on the issue of immigration. That's the that's the remain in Mexico policy and whether the president had the authority to end it. Of course, none of us liked that decision, but it, it, it was what it was. Somehow the case isn't making the dastardly hit list of those eager to declare the president included that the Supreme Court is now illegitimate. Uh, many Democrats now declaring the Supreme Court to be illegitimate. I heard you. I'm sure you've heard Elizabeth Warren and others uh, harp about that. But the justices applied the law regardless. Key point. Regardless of the policy and decided in favor of the executive branch. That's called the rule of law, Glenn. Mm -hmm. We apply the law with a blindfold on and we assess the the, the case without regard to whether we like the result as a policy matter or not. That's called the rule of law. This isn't a partisan court looking for preferred, preferred policy outcomes. It is a court that hews to the tenets of originalism with different shades of emphasis for different justices. The court's jurisprudence is focused more than anything else on who under the Constitution gets to decide policy, not what that policy should be. This is the main reason Democrats in the press corps are furious about the court's decisions. For decades, they have counted on the majority of the Supreme Court justices to deliver for them or to bless the policy results that they want on abortion, voting rights, health care, racial preferences, climate and economic regulation, you name it, the court found ways to deliver it with balancing tests, trimester analyses, and discovery of unenumerated rights between the lines of the Constitution's texts. Ding, ding. For decades, that's the problem, Glenn. We had a Supreme Court that was willing to find constitutional rights that were not there. And when Justice Blackmun looked at the uh, 14th Amendment and, and famously found therein a woman's right to have an abortion and, and somehow was able to figure out where the right began and where it ended and what, what trimester, I'm not uh, sure exactly how he did that, what right. exactly he, you know, 
mechanically how he did that, but he did. And he wrote the, you know, and that's where we got Roe v. Wade from. But none of that is in the Constitution. And so that's what the the, the journal is simply saying. And and when they say hew to originalism, Glenn, I keep I, I say this from time to time on the program, but that's what we mean. You you look at the document and the document says what the document says. And you assume that if the the drafters of the Constitution wrote it a particular way, that that's what they meant. Yeah. Yeah. No more, no less. And and in every different line, it's what they believed then it's you know reese it's like the bible the bible doesn't change with time yeah god's word does not change because the woke people are woke no No. it doesn't change and the constitution doesn't change unless you pass an amendment and all the that's what i just don't get it's common sense you think of, excellent point, you think of the Constitution, Glenn, and people should think of the Constitution. It's the idea of a social contract. Right. We got together as a country. We realized that we needed a centralized federal government with some authority right. to efficiently govern these, what were originally 13 colonies, but ultimately grew to be 48, then 50 states. Mm-hmm. So we needed an authority in Washington to help coordinate and to defend the more than, you know, promote the general welfare, common defense, all the things enumerated in the preamble to the Constitution. But we, met, we drafted essentially a contract with that government to say, hey, these are the rights that we give you. And, and you can think of it just like a contract. If you want to go back and it's not up to one party, right? It's, right. Not, it's not up to, and particularly not nine members of some board, on one party or five members of a nine-member board being the Supreme Court they can just step in and say oh you know what the contract yeah, we know the contract said you were gonna pay us oh fifteen thousand dollars a week but what it actually means is you're gonna pay us fifteen thousand dollars a day and no that's not the way it works if the contract the contract means what the contract says yep. and if we want to change the contract we can always change it but we have amendment we have an amendment process for that and, and so the only thing that the court should be doing is filling in the gaps where there are true ambiguities, where there are, you know, uh, you know, when, when, the, when the Constitution says pink or red and they're, they're saying, well, does it, does it actually mean kind of off red, kind of pinkish, or is it just strictly, you know, Sherwin Williams 3947 red? I mean, that's the, that's the issue uh, that the court can decide is where there is true ambiguity, but for the court to come in and just to find whole new vistas of constitutional law and whole new areas of constitutional protection and fundamental federal rights that the founders had no discussion of and the text makes no reference to is, is just, is, is nothing short of a dictatorship. It's a, it's an oligarchy. Well, and I think the, the uh, president disregarding or saying, you know, uh, what he did about the Supreme court is terrible. Things didn't go your way. I understand that, but it's it's the court of law for the United States of America. Yeah. And you're making them illegitimate because of their extremeness. And and also too, Glenn, all of this talk from Democrats about the illegitimacy of the Supreme Court is is further um, harming our democracy. Yeah. And you're seeing that in, in physical and actual threats yeah. being pursued against the justices. We'll get to that a little bit more after the break. Right now, folks, we're gonna take a little break here from our sponsors. Our generous, kind sponsors here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We'll be right back and uh, wrap up the first hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Just a little 
843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday morning coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're talking today with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. Greg, a question that's on a lot of people's minds is what's going on with this real estate market? Is there a bubble? Do you see a crash coming or a rise in foreclosures? That's the question people want to know, Reese, foreclosures, are they coming? Well, 82% of all the folks that were in forbearance coming into COVID are out of forbearance, meaning they've worked it out with their lender. The remaining 18% that haven't, they have massive equity in their home. So even if they can't make their payment, they're able to sell their property and still put money in their pocket. So no, we don't see a foreclosure crisis coming. But call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.56 on your Saturday morning, wrapping up the first hour here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for sticking with us here on the show. My baby's gone away like my last paycheck. Your paycheck going further, less or further these days. I think it's probably going less far. I guess uh, that will uh, continue to be the case until we make some serious changes around here. A lot of you checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line, uh, the Mobile Outfitters text line this morning, reminding me of one story I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, in addition to the inept response to the uh, energy uh, independence that 
Biden inherited from his predecessor, closing the pipeline, ending onshore drilling, uh, restricting offshore drilling, all the things that we have discussed at length on the show already and on previous episodes. We learned this week that Biden is selling oil from the reserve to Hunter Biden tied Chinese firms. Uh, Now we have heard that this alleged offense uh, is impeachable. The Biden administration's move to sell nearly one million barrels of oil reserves to China defies all common sense and is benefiting U.S. adversaries at a cost to the national interest, said Republican lawmakers, with some calling the action impeachable. The Department of Energy in April sold 950,000 barrels, this from the Epoch Times, of Strategic Petroleum Reserve to Unipec America, the U.S. arm of China's largest trading company, Unipec, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of China Petrochemical Corporation, also known as Sinopec. Sinopec is a state-run Chinese oil and gas enterprise based in Beijing that has ties to President Biden's son. So, folks, that's what we're dealing with with this administration. More to talk, more to come in the second hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with Jeannie Smith and more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, I've met with you many times with client conferences, and I I hear you talk about collaboration. I know you've been in this industry for more than 30 years. What is it that sets Pyle Financial Services apart, and how do you use collaboration when working with the clients you serve? Well, it's really important that we get to know the other experts in our clients' lives, their tax advisor, their legal advisor, and that we give a platform of collaboration that makes it comfortable for the other experts, the other advisors in our clients' lives. So we bring forth a plan that is appropriate for them. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like to consult with a team of experts who can help you reach your financial goals, reach them online at pylefinancialservices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. It's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom Save it He's a prison shaking savior If you got chains He's a chain breaker He is a prison-shaking savior. Yes, he is. Folks, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the uh, bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for sticking with us here on the big show. It is uh, great to be with you guys, 8.07, on your Saturday morning. 
Here's an interesting item this week from the Epic Times, which will, I think, be something interesting that will tie into our next guest commentary and uh, insights. But uh, White House, this is from the Epic Times. White House responds after police were called to D.C. restaurant for harassment of Supreme Court justice. Um, police officers in Washington were called this week to Morton Steakhouse in Washington, where Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was being harassed. A call was lodged at 8.55 p.m. on July 6. Metropolitan Police Department spokesman told the Epoch Times in an email, it appears suspicious individuals were trying to enter the VIP room in the restaurant. Do not have confirmation on who those people in the VIP room were. The individuals fled the location prior to police arrival. So it's, uh, you know, they've been harassed in their homes. Their homes are being picketed. We've had uh, attempted murder of one Supreme Court justice. Uh, This is the way the left, many on the left, excuse me, this is the way many on the left have responded uh, to the Supreme Court ruling in the Dobbs case, which overturned Roe versus Wade. And you have many Democratic politicians, Joe Biden not excluded, um, Elizabeth Warren, many Democratic politicians, many in the legacy media, CNN, uh, MSNB, Hee Haw, and elsewhere, uh, decrying the lack of legitimacy of the court for having issued uh, the Dobbs uh, decision. So interesting uh, situation that we have in the country and where we go from here. It's a, it's an, a very interesting uh, fork in the road for us historically. But I'm joined here in the studio with somebody by somebody who knows a lot about this topic. It's uh, our own Jeannie Smith. Jeannie is with the Coastline Women's Center. She's a frequent guest and contributor to the program, and she's been on, on the program several times to talk about Roe v. Wade and the issue of abortion and, and the Dobbs decision as as it was under consideration and then as it was issued. Uh, she was uh, she and her husband Carter were on the program. So, Jeannie, welcome back to the show. Oh, glad to be here, Reese. Thank you. We wanted to get you back to, to just give you a little more opportunity to fill in kind of the gaps. I know there was a there was a hearing in Columbia this week at the General Assembly to talk about how the state, this state, South Carolina, will will be responding to the Dobbs decision and the overturn of Roe versus Wade. So, but I mean, just kind of more generally before we get into that specific topic, kind of where, how do you feel about where things are now that obviously the impact of the Dobbs decision is, is starting to be felt? What do you, what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, it's definitely, definitely heating up, isn't it? Um, um, the ad hoc committee was put together prior to the overturn and anticipation of the turn. And, um, they all gathered back in. There's, uh, I believe, 24 of House representatives. And so we all gathered in Columbia on Thursday for a bill. It's H. Uh, 5399 that we should all be tracking. And this bill is to prohibit abortion in South Carolina. That is the only language that is there right now. So this hearing on Thursday was a public hearing. Anyone that wanted to go could go mm-hmm. and share um, their perspective. And uh, through this hearing, you know, language would be considered and hopefully they'll gather back uh, together and come up with a solution yeah. for where South Carolina should stand when it comes to abortion. Yeah. Now, we already have the heartbeat bill that was passed. Mm-hmm. I say bill. I keep calling it a bill, but it's the heartbeat law. It was passed into law. And then, of course, Planned Parenthood sued. And Immediately. Ju- and Judge Child issued a ruling in joining the enforcement of that law. Mm-hmm. So shouldn't that law automatically become enforceable? And and it is now. So we are, South Carolina is under the heartbeat bill. Okay. Um, but what we're seeing... Did, did they talk about that at the hearing? 
Uh, no, not okay. so much so. Um, well, it was brought up in testimony, some testimonies, yes. I, I'm um, just curious because I, I, I have not checked the docket, but I'm just wondering what was what has been done in that federal lawsuit, Planned Parenthood, where the where the House Republicans intervened and. I'm just I'm curious. I don't, I'll look into that. But I was just yeah. curious what the the decision, the, the legal status of Judge Childs in joint, you know, uh, TRO their her injunction. Right. Uh, whether that's been formally lifted or not. I assume it has, but I haven't had a chance to look. I would say that it has, but I do not know for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't want to speak on that. OK. Um, but what I will share. Sorry, didn't mean to throw you. No, 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 no. You're doing great. <laughs> what I will share is that the heartbeat bill. um we are under the heartbeat bill right now, you know, currently. And what we're seeing with the heartbeat bill is an increase, right? We knew we would see an increase of mm-hmm. the abortion pill and the Plan B mm-hmm. uh, being used. Uh, it's actually being limited on the shelves uh, from different pharmacies because it's being sold so frequently. Um, so they're now limiting the amount of that actually moves off the shelf each day. But we knew this would happen, right? So Planned Parenthood is arguing that it's our fault because we are under the heartbeat bill and it's in you know empowering women to move quicker on an abortion decision than what it typically would. Now, uh, in my re- perspective, that just shows even more so that we need to end it and not regulate it, right? Because by making something illegal, which is what we should be doing with abortion, it statistically becomes rare. Simply put, when something is made difficult to get, fewer people will get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so uh, the, the heartbeat bill, unless we have additional legislation, that would not prevent things like Plan B no. abortion pill that no. stuff would not be impacted no 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 and matter of fact it, it we, we knew that it would increase it's already increased and we mm-hmm. see that through DHEC numbers oh really yeah okay so what was um what was the tenor of the hearing was it uh, what was the atmosphere any any observations that you took away there was a crowd a mob of people there um i personally did not expect such a crowd and um it got hostile uh, i mean it was very hot out there we mm-hmm. were you know there were long lines people waiting to get in they let the first uh, i believe it was the first hundred where, did, where in, did they have the hearing just curious it, it was in columbia in columbia yeah. in, like in the one of the government buildings yes. block building or yes yeah. block okay. building okay and it was you know the first i believe the first hundred got in at 11 o'clock and then from there they only let you in by 10 so 10 people had to go out before yeah. 10 could come in so it made the long very line but um it, it just it just was hostile this the setting was the behaviors that we saw um you know hostile against humanity and and really that's what abortion is all about anyway so mm-hmm. um but the tension was just you know and it and it wasn't from the people that were in support of life it was from the people on the other side it was just very so much anger but i will be honest with you and, and matter of fact there was a there was a group of planned parenthood folks in front of us and they attacked us they they um, carter my husband had coastline women's center logo on his shirt mm-hmm. and they just attacked us started yelling and screaming at us uh, you know speaking lies over the pregnancy center movement and what we do um and and here's the thing you know, if we can have a civil conversation, mm-hmm. then we can we can we can converse. Yeah. There's no civil. There, there's nothing civil there. Hmm. So it's hard to engage that. And so the best thing to do uh, many times is just to be silent. You, you know, if you see that you can't speak because we 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 don't need to look like them. I, I feel like Christians need to be very, very careful at the approach that we take. Um, when handling these situations and people that are from the other side yeah. that, you know, want to see abortion continue. They are very, very angry. 
it, it's almost, it, it's not an intellectual response. You know, we talk about this on the program a lot. You hear people on the left say that the Supreme Court has made abortion illegal in 50 states. That's a lie, Jeannie. That's not what the Supreme Court did. The, the, the Supreme Court has only said, the Supreme Court has reimposed judicial restraint. They have said, you know, we had no business going here. And we and you and I were talking about this in the break. We may have been going here incorrectly for 50 years, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change the fact that uh, there's, there's no solid legal foundation to what we did. We had no business right. doing this to begin with. Right. And so if we don't have authority, if we don't feel in, in good conscience that we have the legal authority under the Constitution to do what we did, it's not honest. Right. It's not intellectually or legally honest to say, well, it was wrong, but we've been doing it so long, we should continue to 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 do wrong you know i mean if, if it's kind of like if loving you is wrong i don't want to do right it, it's it, 50 years doesn't make it okay that's right that's I right i mean plessy versus ferguson 50 years didn't make that okay right you know uh, separate but equal should never have been the law of the land and they fixed it and 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 a lot of other instances that we've talked about on the show you know interestingly enough i, I downloaded an agenda for the uh, for the ad hoc committee meeting and it said opening remarks it really Virtually nothing. It said opening remarks, adoption of rules, and then testimony, uh, representatives from the Office of the Attorney General, and then Courtney Milbank, Esquire, and then public testimony and adjournment. And I, <laughs> I was like, so they, it's not really clear if you look at the agenda. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what is this really about? You know, it's a little puzzling. But what was your takeaway from this? I, I, I think it was, um, well, first of all, I, I you know, I, I thought it was very um wonderful that Mm -hmm. they sat there on that committee and listened to all those testimonies you know respectfully they listened they listened to both sides and made it very fair on you know everyone could come in and share their perspective and you know they were there to 7 30 listening to everyone's story everybody's opinions i mean i listened to all of it live stream so i heard the testimonies um so they were they were there for over seven hours yes they took two five-minute breaks i I mean i'm just i just i I mean i just want to honor them and Mm -hmm. that the fact that they all sit there and that long and and listen to those testimonies um there in my opinion there was there was way more support for abortion ending Mm -hmm. than there was for abortion to continue um, and, you know, the arguments for abortion to continue were the same ones that we've heard over and over and over again. Um, and so some of those, I, maybe I, I would like to touch on those if, if I have the opportunity oh, yeah. to do so. Yeah, right? go ahead. Um, well, OK, so one of them is um, the um, in regards to contraceptives. OK, so contraceptives. OK, so here here's some facts about it. Studies have shown that 50 percent of abortions are repeats, which includes women are using abortion as a form of birth control. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and why are they doing that? Because we've made it legal. So the point I want to make here is laws affects behavior. That was the statement that I was going to address. Keep My my whole statement was wrapped around that. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't able to share because the line was too long. I had to leave to get my son. And I submitted everything by email. But laws affect... Submitted are, your testimony to the committee. I did. Yeah. I did. And they did. Said they were going to read all of those. Um, but when it, when it comes to contraceptives, this I'm going to give a few examples. And I know this because I see it every day in the clinic right Mm -hmm. so 50 percent of those abortions are repeats okay they're using abortion as a form of contraceptive to prove this point i counseled a middle-aged lady who had had 14 abortions and she said she was taught 
to use abortion as a form of contraceptive. Mm. Okay. Okay, the other thing that we hear about a lot is exceptions, rape and incest. Okay, that accounts for less than 1%. So over 92% of abortions are due to convenience. So in the case of rape, the woman has been horribly violated. I am so compassionate about that. I'm so deeply sorry for that. What does she need? She needs counsel. She needs healing. She needs to recover from that. But to pile on abortion pain on top of rape pain, to me as a woman, is unimaginable. And then, I hate to even go there, but they do like to use this, right? The, the, the back alley abortions. Okay, so in order to prevent them... We have let, to make it... Illegal. Because by fact, if abortions were illegal, the number of people willing to perform abortions illegally would vastly decrease. Again, laws affects behavior. And the thing, too, about science. Okay, everybody argued science. Science, science. When does life begin? You don't even hear them talking much about that anymore because now they're all screaming, my body, my choice. It's all yeah. about that. Okay? So here's the thing. Well, one thing I know okay. I'll just I'll chime in with this. When I listened to the oral argument and they started grasp it when they tried to go down the follow the science route and you heard Sotomayor ask some questions that were just flatly inconsistent with known medical science and you're like you guys don't have a real argument here right. the science is not on your side right so I mean I think you know the comment the question she asked about fetuses not feeling pain is been demonstrably wrong it's it's been disproven it's very clear they do feel pain. They do feel pain. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do feel pain. Yeah. Seven to eight weeks, they feel pain. Um, and the things that I heard, even standing in line at Planned Parenthood, what they were arguing, what they were saying, it just, I'm telling you, just outright lies. Yeah. Um, Jeannie, can you stick with us? we got to yes. take a little break. There's more to get to. By the way, your husband Carter has chimed in and has uh, advised me that a federal judge lifted a block on South Carolina's so-called fetal heartbeat heartbeat bill in the wake of last week's this is at the end of june last week's supreme court ruling that overturned roe versus wade so there we go the ruling thank you carter has been formally overturned i thought that had happened i just hadn't seen any confirmation of that and on the pcrx mobile outfitters text line james from myrtle beach wants a shirt that says your mother was (laughs) pro-life that's a good one james we'll give you a ding for that one folks stick with us we'll be right back with more saturday morning coffee and Jeannie smith from the coastline women's center i'm reese boyd that's glenn die don't leave town we've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire we've all run the things we know just ain't right and there's a better life Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, you hear a lot in the news today about ESG. What exactly is ESG, and why is it important for investors? Well, it stands for Environmental, Social, and governance. And you would think those were good things, but the way companies are using it today would probably stand against most of our clients and any moderate to conservative out there. Most companies seek to maximize value for shareholders, correct? Correct. And you need to make sure the companies you own do just that, because that is becoming a thing of the past. Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like an x-ray of your portfolio, be in touch. Reach them anytime at 843-945-4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com. It's Powell Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson with the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team, your local experts here along the Grand Strand. And Greg, folks are asking a lot about these interest rates. Everybody knows that interest rates are climbing. What is that doing to the local real estate market here along the Grand Strand? That's a great question, Reese, because rates going from three to five is a big jump. And what's interesting is for a buyer, instead of five buyers for every house, now maybe there's three. So there's less competition for you as a buyer. And as a seller, we still have a one month supply of inventory. By definition, red hot market, just not the frenzy it was. But call me to talk about your situation. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around, and the mazes of the underground are no match for him. But it looks just like a traveler who hasn't showered in a while and been living in the ground. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Pleased to be joined here in the studio by our good friend Jeannie Smith with the Coastline Women's Center. Jeannie, we were talking about this ad hoc uh, special committee at the uh, legislature in Columbia that you traveled to last week to uh, to listen to what, uh, I guess it was July 7th, Thursday of this week. Um, any other tidbits that you took away from either your testimony that you want to share or anything else that you heard in the hearing that you thought was uh, really insightful or noteworthy that you want to share? I think the greatest thing for me as I left there, Reese, and when we drove away, I I just cried in the car because uh, for one thing, you know, as a post-abortive woman, it's it's just emotional. Um, Abortion is not something you can ever take back. And, you know, even though you receive a great depth of healing from the Lord, um, you know, there's still grief and loss there. And if I could tell you one thing that just really broke my heart being there, it was even through that hostility was the brokenness that I saw. And so I just was enveloped with such compassion for those women that I know are really deeply hurting and, you know, because they haven't found healing and or don't know how to find healing, that they justify. And so, so many, I believe, on that, on that side is really just trying to bring justification in their own kind of way of what they've done is right. Because, you know, God gave us, this is a natural gift of motherhood that he gave. What a privilege for a woman to be able to have a child and bring life into this, into this world. And he, God chose us to do that. And so, you know, the culture has been lied to. Women have been lied to. And that emo- abortion just destructs emotionally, physically, and spiritually. What do they do with that? You know, yeah. they live in this pain. And so we have got to re-educate our culture. We have got to re-educate mothers and restore that motherhood, that gift of motherhood back into women. I think for those of us who grew up in the Roe era, you know, since Roe became entrenched in the law, we have been sort of imbibed with this stilted view of things. You know, if 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 you really just listen to the culture, 
you were taught that, I mean, as Bill Clinton famously lied, we want abortion to be safe, legal, and rare. It, it's It's been misconstrued for yeah. for several generations now for Americans who have, have grown up with a misunderstanding mm-hmm. of, of the, of all the implications of, of, of abortion and absolutely. the total disregard of human life. Yeah, you see absolutely. it every day on the road. Yeah. You see it in the violence that takes place. There's just, a total disregard for human life. And that just doesn't make any sense. Life has been taking it on the chin yeah. culturally. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's word, I mean, as you and I were talking about, God's word is unchanging and immutable. Yeah. And, and so his truths have never wavered or changed. But just speaking from a cultural per- per- perspective, life has been taking it on the chin for a couple of <laughs> several decades now. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And, and, our, and you know, what God did at the Supreme Court level is he dropped the plumb line and he reestablished the foundation. He set the standard. He brought alignment back. And yeah. then I love it. They said we're going to give it back to we the people. And so now the states need to follow suit. You know, this country has suffered. South Carolina has suffered. There's been such loss here. It's not through choice. It's through loss of these babies and the generations that's been stolen. And so, you know, I, I, I hope and pray that we will do the right thing in South Carolina. So God's blessings and favors can be on the leaders and this state. Yeah. Amen. You know, I've been so encouraged. Jeannie, I've told this story on the air. I'll briefly just share it again for those who haven't heard it. But I was at your Coastline Women's Center annual banquet dinner a few months ago and you gave one of the best topics or or the best after dinner speeches I'd ever heard. You talked about this topic and you talked about how uh, you felt that the Lord was moving and Mm -hmm. that Roe versus Wade was on the way out and that the Dobbs decision was going to be the vehicle that the Lord used to do that. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I I really felt the Holy Spirit moving, Mm -hmm. talking to me, Mm -hmm. saying, that's right. I'm going to do that. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, that is because when I was in law school, I argued with my professor ad nauseum on this topic. And I, we argued about all the reasons Roe was bad law. And he said if the court was ever going to do anything, the Casey case was the time that they would have done that. And they didn't. They said, mm-hmm. we know it's bad mm-hmm. law, but it's our law. Mm-hmm. And and so you can keep harping about it all you want to. But Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. And it's always going to be. And that's right. kind of I kind of yeah, OK, whatever. Right. But and then and, but in that moment. It dawned on me, oh, my gosh, God is really in charge. He's going to change this thing, and it's going to happen. And it literally, it was about a week later that we got the draft decision, and then we had all the controversy, and, and to see that the Supreme Court issued the final opinion, basically mm-hmm. unchanged, mm-hmm. almost verbatim, the same as the draft opinion, and here we are. Here and we it are. Just, just shows to me that God is at work in this, and he he's is. in charge, he's, and he's going to have his way. He is. He is. And he's moving in the hearts of the people, and hopefully they will obey, but... The laws have taught the women that abortion is okay, and it's not. Laws are put in place to protect us. However, abortion has harmed us. And I've taken, I was telling you during the break, I've taken so many women through, you know, healing from past abortions. And we walk them through this process and help them identify who helped you influence these decisions. And it's amazing to me that the people that they name are lawmakers because they have made it legal. Yeah. Abortion clinic, doctors, parents, fathers of the babies, and churches, even churches, are responsible parties that they list. Wow. Almost always, Reese, the list is the same. Yeah. So that should wake us up too, right? That we are allowing something that is harming these women. It's not, and, and to make it illegal, it's not harming, it's not taking something away, it's protecting them. It's putting boundary there. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the way I see it. So I, I don't believe well, there should be any hidden policy, any exception. I think it should actually be banned and abolished from our state. Yeah, and, and there's a true there's a truism I think that that the law is God given, 
and the law should reflect moral truth. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, we have a code statute that says you can't kill somebody for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because the, the first of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not mm-hmm. kill. That's right. And it doesn't say, you know, thou shalt not kill except in cases of X, Y, Z. It just says thou shalt not kill. Right. Yeah, I think about that every time I kill a spider. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, really and truly, because it doesn't specify. There are no exceptions. Being. There are yeah. no exceptions. Oh uh, the, the, the climbers chimed in and wants to know how long it takes to polygraph the 36 uh, Supreme Court law clerks to find out who the leaker yeah, was. That's a good we question. We still don't know who the leaker was. That's a good question. So tell, that tells me it was deliberate. Uh, mm-hmm. Peggy Davis also chiming in on the Mobile Outfitters, dot, or mobile outfitters uh, text line going with an excellent comment. Isn't it? If it isn't a baby or a human, then why are they in? Why are they harvesting their organs? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent question, <laughs> Peggy. So, any other thoughts you want to share, Jenny, on well, this issue or anything else on your mind, on your heart today? Well, I was telling I was telling you that uh, in the break, uh, just about the money industry when it comes to abortion. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a terrible thing, and the, there are so many Planned Parenthoods already that have shut down and you know packed up shop and left because they can't do their business anymore. Yet we see organizations like Coastline Women's Center, other PCCs all around the country um, that are expanding their services to prepare to take care of these women. Yeah. So there's so much truth in that too. Is you know actions. Um, <laughs> actions are showing us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you guys have a huge opportunity. This is a huge door, I think, a blessing that has opened not just for the state, for the country, for the for, for God and his people, but, uh, but uh, Coastline Women's Center. And you guys are the hands and feet. And um, so it's an it's a exciting time to partner with y'all. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how, you know, God's going to continue to work in all this and how he's going to use y'all and all the great things that we're going to, see unfold that's awesome that's Jeannie, awesome i Jeannie, thank you for that yeah i looked at my birth certificate yesterday I just because i was moving some things around i pulled it out of the and on the back my footprints are like this big oh and now i yeah. have you know like a 13 or 14 <laughs> shoe you know, so, so it's much bigger now it's amazing yeah. it, i mean and and it is it's a miracle birth you know the 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 birthing process the conception, it's all a miracle. It's all a miracle. It's a, and do, what, how much time do we have? Do I, can, do I have like a minute? You got a minute? Take okay, a minute. A minute. You, got, you got a These minute. These are if you very, want a minute. because you brought that up, there's yeah. some very interesting facts that I discovered about the overturn of Roe. And I thought, you know, names are significant, Glenn. So every name that we've been given, our names are significant. God introduced us to him through his names, right? Um, when you think about babies that have not been able to be born through abortion and miscarriage, if they had been born, their parents would have been able to name them, you know? So names are significant. So I was studying about names early this morning, and I researched the names of the Supreme Justices. Okay, so Alito, his name means breath, strong being. Kavanaugh means born handsome, belonging to little beautiful one. Barrett means strength of a bear. Gorsuch means guardian and champion, and Thomas means twin. Their names are significant to me in the overturn of Roe, because those names are wrapped around life, birth, children. 
Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm. And then the scriptures, number 624, the day over road was overturned. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Matthew six twenty four. no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other one, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other one. You cannot serve both God and money, and abortion is a money ah. industry. Mm. There's just so much truth if we seek God and into his scripture about what he did. This mm. was such a movement of God. Amen. Thank you for uh, all of that, Jeannie. And if folks want to get in touch with you at Coastline Women's Center, how can they do that? Uh, coastlinewomenscenter.org. They can contact us there, and we will um, be glad to discuss any opportunity to volunteer, serve, and get involved and support this great movement. Amen. Folks, it's uh, Jeannie Smith, Coastline Women's Center. They are doing great work, and now they have many more opportunities to do much more great work. Get in touch. Be supportive. Help them out. Join them. Let's go shoulder to shoulder with these folks as they uh, as they push this movement forward. Jeannie, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank Come back you, Reese. anytime. Absolutely. Thank you. Folks, it's uh, Saturday morning coffee. Next uh, uh, segment, we'll be talking to Jeremy Halpin with the Horry County Republican Party. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. He's a nice guy and he speaks well and I do well. Be more like him. Is your best friend. He's your Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday morning morning coffee but for all of your personal and business legal needs i hope that you will give us a call at davis and boy to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation business consulting estate planning personal injury including motor vehicle collisions probate litigation trust disputes whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at davis and boy can assist you with those needs call me reese boyd at 843-839-9 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. <laughs> Every time I try to make it on mine Every time I try to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I've traveled There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground when the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then, but 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 841 on your Saturday morning. I want to thank you for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks to Jeannie Smith with the Coastline Women's Center for giving us of her time this morning here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Always enjoy talking to Jeannie and the folks from Coastline um, the, and the one, a wonderful work that they're doing and what a, what an amazing time, uh, we live in folks. What an amazing time. Jeannie pointed out to me before she left a website that I will, uh, pass along to you guys. It is the abortion clock. You can find it at abortionclock.com and it gives a continuously updating, uh, total of the number of abortions approximate, but a fairly, uh, precise approximation of the number of abortions that have occurred in the United States since the adoption of Roe v. Wade. The number currently at this moment stands at 64,258,201. So that's uh, abortionclock.com if you want to check that out. Jeannie passed that uh, website along to me. I also want to give a shout out this morning to our good friend Tom Heron, Tom yeah. brought uh, yeah. some hot, fresh Krispy Kremes into the studio this morning. In hot ce- donuts now! Hot donuts now! In celebration of uh, the uh, today, the birthday of our own producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. So again, thank you, Tom, and happy birthday, Glenn, for yeah. those of us who were not here for the opening segment. Uh, it is producer Glenn Dye's birthday. Thank you. Andy on the PCR Computers Mobile Outfitters text line said, you're going to hell, spider killer. <laughs> But it's true. No blurred lines, right? No blurred lines. You're going straight to hell for that one. You better uh, repent, you spider killer. Yeah. Um, But uh, wanted to also uh, switch gears uh, momentarily. We've we've kept him waiting on the phone. We are joined uh, now on the program by our next guest, uh, Jeremy Halpin. Jeremy is here to talk with us about some recent events that occurred at the O'Ree County uh, Republican Party here in the Republican primary in O'Ree County. We had, among other contests, we had a, a race uh, in the primary for chairman. Of course, Johnny Gardner is the sitting chairman. He is a Republican. He ran for re-election. He was also challenged in the primary uh, by a couple of others. There was a runoff. The runoff was between Johnny Gardner, the uh, sitting chairman, and Mark Lazarus, who was a also a former chairman who had run for the seat again. A uh, fairly close race between the two of them came down to a few hundred votes. Uh, Mark Lazarus filed an appeal of the result. That appeal uh, was heard night before last at uh, the Journey Church down in Merle's Inlet. The appeal was dismissed by the executive committee of the O'Ree County Republican Party, and Jeremy was there. I was there. I was observing. He was there as an officer of the party. He wanted to uh, come on the show and, and share his thoughts about it. So, Jeremy, welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Good morning, Reese. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing very good. And Houdini, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Nobody calls me that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how far back we go. So, Jeremy, tell us about uh, the hearing that uh, happened this week. That was an appeal of a, a result of the Runoff election, correct? Yes, sir. As, uh, I was there. It was dismissed. Fairly short hearing. It was less than an hour. We didn't actually get to the merits of the hearing, but it was uh, it was dismissed for lack of uh, a timely filing by uh, Mr. Lazarus. I think it was quite unexpected, to be honest. Um, you know, as the party, we were prepared to hear arguments from both sides. And as you know, the ECs are the ones that ultimately make the decision. Uh, the ECs are the, electric, uh, the Electoral Commission. And, um, <clears throat> you know, their vote is what gets implemented. You know, yeah. myself as a vice chair, Roger's the chair, 
Um, you know, we're nothing more than a vessel that's up there that, that implements whatever they decide. And, uh, you know, as you were there, like you said, Johnny Gardner's attorney, and I found a statute, and that statute says that uh, any protests need to be filed the Monday after um, after the, the vote is certified. Yeah. Monday happened to fall on July 4th, um, but the but the issue was, at least my interpretation of it, and uh, apparently a number of others, was that just because it's a holiday does not give that person the uh, the right to assume that they can file on Tuesday. Yeah. Now, I have since heard that he is appealing that decision, <clears throat> and obviously that's his right. Um, so we'll see where it takes us from here. But yeah. at the time, like I said, Thursday night, the the ECs of Horry County had decided that he had filed too late. And I, uh, quite I, honestly, I, in my opinion, if, you know, if, if, if your attorney doesn't work on Monday because it's a holiday, file it on Friday. Yeah. And I believe, uh, Jeremy, I think the vote was, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it was like 41 to four. I mean, it was not a particularly close decision. It wasn't even decision. close. It, yeah. it was not close. It was 40 to five with two abstainers. We had, uh, 47 ECs there Thursday night. That's what we, that's what we, uh, um, the initial roll call was, and that's what we had the base quorum upon. Yeah. And uh, when it was all said and done, it was 40 to 5 with two ECs abstaining. Um, and rightfully so, one of the ECs, because if he does um, if he does contest these results, Tracy Beans, our own Tracy Beans, she is our, our EC, you know, our state EC for Orange mm-hmm. County, and she abstained, rightfully so, so that, um, you know, there would be no bias when it, it come time for her to possibly have to hear something down the road. Yeah, and that will be the next step <clears throat> if, if uh, Mark Lazarus appeals the decision, it will go to the state executive committee. I believe he's already appealed it. He's appealed our Yeah. I say our. He's appealed the HCGOP decision to throw it out based on not having it late filing. time. Late filing, yeah. Right. And, one of, and one of the comments, like I said, Reese, you were there, but for the listeners that weren't, um, there are a lot of the ECs that were in the you know, in the audience, if you will, uh, for lack of a better word, that had, had some questions for Mr. Bowers. Mr. Bowers was the attorney for Mr. Lazarus. And they kept on asking, you know, I saw on the news, Mike Connett was on the news, Meg Perino on the news, a couple mm. of people asking questions. <clears throat> but I had asked the question just to kind of clarify what everybody's questions were. And I asked him, I said, so just to clarify, Mr. Bowers, what you're saying is that because of, because of the, the Monday after the certification, happened to be 4th of July, you're, you're saying that that should give you till Tuesday um, because it's a holiday. And I believe he said yes. I don't know. Obviously, I really don't remember because, you know, it'll be in the, in the court reporter. But I, that was my question. I said, so what you're saying is you're, you're, you're wanting to us make an exception to the rule, even though there is no exception to the rule by the law. You know, like just like your last well, segment said. You know, that's you know, just just like your last segment with um, with Jeannie. You know, there's no exception to the rule. Yeah. There's no exception to the law. It doesn't say if. It just says it has to be filed by the Monday after yeah. it's certified. And yeah. I remember when I personally filed a couple of years ago. I I um I raised suit as you know. Yeah. I had protested the results of the 2000 of, of the 2020 primary election mm. and. Um, I had to have it in by new Monday. Now, don't get me wrong; it wasn't a holiday, but it was a hard stop deadline. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tight deadline. It's a hard deadline, and but you know, you make an interesting question 
there, I, Jeremy, I didn't hear that argument. That's an argument that I would have raised had I been in Butch's chair. But what I heard him say, and maybe I, maybe I misunderstood him, it's a very interesting, you know, the statute is seven, people can look it up, it's 7-17-520, and, um, and the, the, it says the protest in cases of county offices, which is this, and less than county offices, shall be filed in writing with the chairman of the county party executive committee, together with a copy, yada, 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 some service details, no later than noon Monday following the day of the declaration by the county committee of the results. So the Monday following the certification. And what I heard, what I heard Butch Bowers, the attorney for Mark Lazarus, say is that even though the, the election runoff was on the 28th and it was certified that week, I believe on the 30th, the following Correct. Monday, according to Mr. Bowers, was not July fourth. It was July eleventh. The following no. following Monday. <laughs> no, and I, and, no. and you know, here's a little a little tidbit, little bonus for our listeners, uh, Jeremy. South Carolina is what we call a a plain meaning state, which means you know courts give us latitude to interpret statutes only to the extent that the statute is ambiguous. Some states are what they call legislative intent states. You can immediately go to other sources and try to interpret the statute by telling a judge or a jury what what you believe the the uh, legislature meant based on some outside document that they considered when they adopted the statute. That's called a legislative intent. South Carolina, on the other hand, is a plain meaning state. And our courts have said repeatedly, if the statute is unambiguous and the meaning of the words are clear, if the meaning is clear, no further interpretation is needed. You go with the plain meaning of the statute. And and when I read that statute, when it says the Monday following certification, I I, I hear the Monday following certification. So I'm not I'm you not do. sure I'm not sure where they want to, you know, where they're gonna get with that argument. But that's what that's what I heard them argue. And that and that's exactly kind of how the other forty, you know, the forty ECs I believe interpreted as well. I mean, yeah. it was it was Monday, July fourth, and like I said, and, and several other people have said, yeah. uh, even at the meeting, they said, you know, if if Monday the fourth was a holiday, and you the, the attorney didn't want to work on Monday because it was a holiday, and I get that, but just because the attorney wasn't working, the sheriff's office is open twenty four seven. He could have gone down there, and that's where you basically go down to go down to Sheriff Thompson's yeah. office. That's what I had to do mm-hmm. um, when I filed. But when I filed, I mean, it's it, it's not just. Hey, one of those Mondays that follows afterwards. No, no, this is a very timely, precise matter. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not just it's not me trying to implement something. It's not Roger implementing something. It's the ECs right. that voted on it and and implemented. Yeah. You know. And, but honestly, I was looking forward to hearing um, some of the argument that Mister Bowers would have had, but it didn't even get to that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know what the next step is because he apparently has already appealed. Yeah. To the SCGOP, as far as our, your ruling, re, as, yeah. as far as our interpretation, and as far as the implemented. Yeah, it will be. But, um, um, it'll be very interesting to see how the SCGOP executive committee deals with the appeal, because Mr. Bowers was very confident that there's a controlling state decision that says he's right. So he put a lot of chips out on the table. We'll see how that works out. Uh, and in, and another question, goes. I actually, in another question, I would actually have. I mean, Reese, you're an attorney. I, I. I Quite honestly, I think that it would be a conflict of interest because the very in the very beginning, Mr. Bowers was very adamant. It was almost like he was trying to, um, I don't know what the word would be, like, almost like boast. Like he was mm. trying to give his credentials. Yeah. You know, this is this is Bowers. I've been practicing law X amount of years, and he informed us that he is and has been 
the SCGOP attorney for the last two decades. How is he going to represent Mr. Lazarus mm-hmm. when it comes to appealing the EC decision to the SCGOP if he's the attorney for the SCGOP? That, that, that one, I again, that's just kind of scuttlebutt that I had heard other yeah. people. You, know, you see on Facebook people saying, how can you do this? How can you do that? That is an uh, interesting question. <laughs> that is an yeah. interesting question. I think <laughs> most of us would sense uh, a little bit of conflict there. Listen, Jeremy, we've got to run into a hard break. But listen, thanks so much for coming on the show and helping uh, us understand what happened at the HCGOP hearing this week. Uh, have a great day and come back on the show anytime if you will. Have a great day, gentlemen. Have a good day. Okay, thank you. Folks, it's Jeremy Halpin with the Ori County GOP. We'll be right back with uh, these with more Saturday morning coffee after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. In the way, in the Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis and Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Gamblers in the wilderness can't bow up me. Get a little restless from the surgeon, get a little worn down in between. Oh, chasing the mad dogs, man left his own scheme. Everybody needs someone beside him, shining like a light on the front Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Parting Wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. Glenn, I've been remiss. We did not give away any coffee this morning. <laughs> we have to give away two next week. i got to give away two next week. We will include a little bonus incentive for y'all. We will include a One Nation Coffee giveaway in the podcast uh, this week. So check out the Saturday Morning Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple CarPlay, Google Podcasts. Uh, Search for the uh, Saturday Morning Coffee Show. Look for the familiar blue and red coffee cup logo. We will give away coffee, One Nation Coffee, in the podcast episode version uh, this week. So look for this week's episode when it gets posted on the podcast page. We're running behind on the podcast, by the way, but we'll uh, we'll try to get caught up with that. So there won't be much uh, of a parting wisdom segment. It's going to run short on time, but let me leave you with this. And I had a great parting wisdom clip uh this uh, week glenn i'll save it for next week next week oh, too next week too <laughs> we'll give away some more coffee next week and more parting wisdom let me leave you with this trust in the lord with all your heart 
Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Thanks for listening this week. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next week with more Saturday Morning Coffee. This is WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. The Liz Callaway Show, 6 to 10 weekday mornings on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd here in the Saturday Morning Coffee Podcast Studio. As promised on the show this week, we're going to give away some One Nation coffee here on the podcast. So here's the plan. I've got a question, an item of presidential trivia. I'm about to give you the question. If you know the answer, email your answer to us at SMC at gmail.com. That's SMC at gmail.com. On the show this coming weekend, that will be July 16th, We're going to place all the correct answers that we receive in a hat, and we're going to draw one out. That answer will be our winner. We'll do that live on the show this coming Saturday morning. So get your answers in as soon as possible. And here's the question. Theodore Roosevelt became president in 1901 after the assassination of this president. Was it William McKinley, William Howard Taft, or James Garfield? William McKinley, William Howard Taft, or James Garfield? Email your answer to the address I just gave, SMC at gmail.com. And again, this weekend on the show, we're going to take all the correct answers that we received, print them out, put them in a hat, and we'll be drawing our winner. Our winner will receive a gift bag of One Nation coffee, also your choice of a Saturday morning coffee coffee mug or a t-shirt. Thanks for listening to the show and the podcast. Thanks for playing along. We'll see you next week for more. Saturday morning coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.